0: The Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Oh. oh, great crossover. Got Just him. <laughs> <Fournier>. <laughs> uh, that's
2: called getting put on skates.
0: Down to two, down to one, and the Washington
1: football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win.
0: The show by the fans, for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of
2: Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts,
0: Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode 125. I'm Ben Simpson, that is Mike Cerrone. Glad to have you with us as we record this on a Tuesday evening. Uh, Another, another Show after a loss that it is definitely adding up. We're going to be talking some Manders today. Uh, I've got a new snack. New snack. I want to try on the show. And to prove it to you, it has not been opened. It is not open. It It is completely sealed shut. I've not tried this yet. Um, So I'm excited to try that later. Um, A lot to get to. I did uh, celebrate my birthday. Big B for the Big B. Yes, the, that's that's what we said it, That's what we said around here. Um, I did uh, so. I took Monday off from work because uh, that was my my actual birthday, and I was like, I'm just gonna chill nice, at home. Yeah. You know, play play a lot of NCAA football. Yep. I had Woo Boy for lunch. Ooh. Um, had some uh, Outback for dinner. A little steak and lobster tail. It was it was overall a great food day. Great relaxation day. Uh, is that your choice solid, is that
2: bro- your choice so when you know how like i mean back in the day and it's still like that i think today we're like your parents say, like, all right, it's it's your birthday. You get to choose wherever you want to go tonight. Like, is that the same situation that you guys have? I, no.
1: So, like, my so I did this because I, I had like I had Woo Boy for lunch. I was like, all right, I don't want anything like chicken related, uh, and I and I hadn't had a steak in a while. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna order because I was gonna do delivery, right? right like, I wasn't right. gonna go out in the rain. So I was like, and we weren't going out to dinner. So I was like, if I'm gonna get delivery steak, I'm gonna do it with Outback because it's like, hey, I'm not paying a premium or anything, but it's fine. It's decent. It does the job. My Go to back in the day for birthday dinners. Famous Dave's was a spot for me. I went sure? multiple years for birthdays. D- did the Famous Dave's like platter? You get the yeah. the corn, the fries, the wings, the whatever. I mean, pulled pork. I mean, all the stuff. Famous Dave's. I think like a solid. Three four years in a row was my. I'll tell you you right now,
2: the most underrated dish at Famous Dave's. So the background story of me getting this dish. Obviously, when my parents used to get Famous Dave's as takeout, I grew up obviously over in the uh, countryside area. Uh, I went to Potomac Falls High School, all that kind of stuff. Um, So I was in that area, Cascades kind of kind of section. Um, And the funny thing about it was is that. One of my best friends used to work there, and he worked there for like right, two, or three right. years uh, during high school. So he saw all the old Redskin players. That's what, like where they used to go all the time uh, and stuff like that after game days. So when he worked on game days, he would see. I mean, he saw. Uh, He has a funny story about Albert Hainsworth pulling in a handicapped spot and, like, just chilling there and just parking there. Of course. Um, He he has a a bunch of different, you know, D'Angelo Hall's autograph. Obviously, they're on napkins. uh, and He doesn't doesn't have them anymore. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it's pretty funny, though. So he used to get a 50% discount at Famous Dave's. And we'd always uh, meet up at my buddy's house, and he would come over. And we'd say, hey, hey, you know, I'm gonna drop his name. Who cares? Hey, Blaine, you know, hit us up with uh, this order. We'll give you the money when you get here. And he would just order it while he's, you know, about to leave. And they would order it. He'd take it and 50% off right there. The All American Burger. This thing.
1: All American
2: Burger. Was yeah. You should look it up right now. This thing was insane. Think about a big fat cheeseburger. That I believe they had bacon on, and then they threw and I think the, I think the cheese was a different type of cheese too uh get, All right,
1: let's see if this still exists here that's yeah. the that's the question and it
2: had uh, keep going and it had a huge pile of pork barbecue on there, and it was and it I mean it was a huge sandwich I mean it was huge, and they had the steak fries with it, and it was an unbelievable experience because of this whole fact that. You don't usually have, like, a bacon cheeseburger with a pile of pork on there and some great right. barbecue sauce. I mean, and it was a big burger, too. Don't get me wrong. And it like, so the only burgers, like, six bucks, something like that.
1: The only burgers I'm seeing on their menu right now is Dave's Famous Burger, which just has – oh, sorry, my phone's blown up um, – which just has uh, – th- there's, like, the ultimate burger that has some chopped pork – and two strips of bacon and cheese. That's at, that's there's probably d- it.
2: That's at, That's probably they yeah. probably
1: renamed it now to Ultimate Burger. Famous Dave's, a little underrated spot, man. I mean, like, there's only. I feel like a lot of them have closed. The Sterling one, obviously closed, but there is still one in oakdale Chantilly's closed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. There's there's only like one left. It's, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one left. Gotta make the pilgrimage. It's to like Famous blockbuster. Dave's. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go i mean it it it, it truly is i mean it was there's so many of them around here at one point but that was my that was my birthday go-to move was definitely i
2: i always nowadays i go with crabs all the time um my family loves crabs and stuff like that and obviously my birthday's in the summer so it's a little bit easier to get them and it's also in season uh but i had to ask because when you said the outback i was like huh interesting choice but
1: yeah, it was not like a, oh, I gotta have out. I literally like came up with it on the day. I was just like, you know what? I kind of want a steak. Where am I going to get a steak? I'm going to go out back.
2: One, one of these episodes, we got to talk about uh, like old nostalgic restaurants that we grew up with because, like I said, growing right. up in that area, you didn't grow up too far away from me, obviously. We didn't, we didn't right. know each other in high school because you went to a different high school and whatnot, but... The thing about it was, is that you know, you look at that area over there where Millers is and Burton's and I like Cascades Overlooker yeah. or whatever it's called now. Don Pablo's, yep. Don Pablo's. Remember when that was yeah. Oh, dude, that
1: was one of my family's favorites. Wait, my family <laughs> literally lived in
2: that that little area. Over yeah, there. we went to Don Pablo's, crossed that little bridge, that little stream to get over, which was the coolest thing. I yeah. mean, you look at it and you're like, how is this happening? It's coming out of the sewer and it's going in the lake.
1: It's <laughs> weird that Don Pablo's didn't survive because we love Mexican food, like. Is everywhere, yeah. you know. Like people love it. The other one uh, over closer to us, our, our side of town that wasn't on your side of town over in Herna was Tortilla Factory. Was like a uh, a Mexican restaurant that like kind of the same deal, like. Great. We went to it a lot growing up, and then, like, it's gone. It disappeared, right. but it's like, yeah. man. But people love, white people love Mexican food. Yeah. It's like, what's going a- on? And
2: in that area, obviously, you know, it's nostalgic because it was a Toys R Us, it was Outback, it was Don Pablo's, and that little spot across from Nova, the main campus of Nova. Right, right. And right. the funny thing about it was, is that literally those were like the two main spots, and you always had that one restaurant that was like across from Don Pablo's, which has been like right. eight restaurants in the last like yeah. two years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been.
1: Well, just like. Uh, Right right before you, right on Draynesville Road, before you get to r- Route Seven, on the right, that there's a little shack that, like, it used to be a pizza hut at one point. Yeah. It, it used to be, I mean, it's been like ten different restaurants now. It's like a Peruvian chicken place or yeah. something. Like, it's been so many. There, it is funny. There's some spots where, you're like, I guess this location's just cursed. Yeah. It's <laughs> like every like four years it changes. It's it's so weird. But I did want to hear before we move on to other stuff. I did want to hear. I know you went to some uh, restaurants this yeah. weekend. So let's let's uh, let's hear a little bit about. So
2: that. we ended up up going uh for this weekend um we ended up going actually it's just say late last week uh for for the week the work week we went to longhorn because we had a we had a gift card uh, i think longhorn's a lower tier steakhouse if you ask me um sure. but that's just i mean when you're looking at it i mean let's be honest here yeah you,
1: you know when you're looking at, you don't go to longhorn looking like, at change this is a fancy steak place it's yeah, like it's yeah a, this is out now, back i'm not talking about like it's a ruth
2: it's, Chris that I'm, like, I'm talking about like when you right. look at outback and look at uh, 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 what's the other one i'm thinking of
1: Longhorn I always think of like that's the place that's right by a hotel. Like <laughs> like if <laughs> right, you're staying right. at a hotel in any like city in America like there's likely like a longhorn steakhouse right next to it. Exactly. You know,
2: actually you're right on the money there because Longhorn is Right there on on fifty, and there's like six hotels right there. Yeah, and then the one at Dallas Town it's Center. It's
1: all people at, staying at the hotel. They just walk on over to yeah. Longhorn, get drunk, walk back to your room. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a great evening. So, yeah,
2: it actually kind of does. It might happen it might happen tonight. Now that I have a random holiday <laughs> tomorrow, uh, it's nuts. True. Uh, so uh, the funny thing about it is, so we went to Longhorn, had a gift card, all that kind of stuff, and we were talking about it because. They were so aggressive right in the beginning like hey you guys ready to order and we're like i i, I don't even i don't, what's your name i don't even know who you are like it's like they just ask you all these different questions
1: how crowded
2: was the place not that crowded i mean the bar area there seems crowded so i, th- I think it might have been thursday sure. we went there and Literally, the bar area there. I mean, it's it's a typical bar. It's not that big, but they only have like four high tops. So it's like if you're not there yeah. two hours before the game or something like that, then right? You're right, screwed. no chance. Yeah, yeah. So we sat in a booth kind of near the bar area, but the girl apparently, I guess she was the bartender too, uh, because she literally was so aggressive, so fast. Where you know she came to the table maybe two or three times within five minutes. And Jeez. was asking us like, "What drinks do you want? What drinks do you want? What drinks do you want? Uh, are you guys ready to order dinner?" And we're like, "I, I don't even have a menu. Like, what? Do you, like, well, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't look at it on my phone. Uh, you know." And it's just kind of funny because you see these type of uh, waiters and waitresses uh, that are out there, and, and hats off to the service industry. I totally understand your your stresses and all that kind of stuff. But relax. I mean, the restaurant wasn't that packed to the point where you had to rush us out. I mean. Right, exactly. It's too much. That's too much. Yeah, so she was asking. She was going nuts. And then all of a sudden, we finally get uh, our drinks and stuff like that. And we get our meal delivered by a different person. And I guess it was like a runner or something like that. They give us the meal. And the funny thing is. At a steakhouse, there should be steak sauce on the table. I don't know, understand sure, how you have yeah. to sit there and ask. Especially a place
1: like Longhorn. Like I get, they're not being steak steak sauce at like you know Ruth Chris. Like right, we're talking about right. like a, a fancy place where they like the steak's so good quality you don't even need any sauce. But at like Longhorn Steakhouse, you you might need some steak right. sauce. And
2: yeah. and my, my steak, I ordered a medium rare, and that thing looked like it just got shot in the back. I mean, it was, <laughs> it literally looked like, I mean, they they threw out of the grill for a second. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was funny too because the runner gave us the food and she didn't return for at least 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Not that's 20. that's what it is. They get aggressive at the front yep. and then like you never see 20 mi- Cause literally, <laughs>
2: cause me and Jess were like, it'd be nice to have some steak sauce here at Longhorn and Steakhouse, uh, yeah. you know, and we ate all of our sides and by that time, I I told I said screw it I'm just eating the steak you know? so right. so Jess said so she she basically had like a steak in the ground she was like I'm holding out and she held out until that damn waitress came back and said uh, is everything good over here she's like uh, I like some steak sauce please uh, I like it's like are you serious like come on now so yeah the the whole entire Longhorn thing was one thing but then we went to a restaurant which I'm not gonna drop names because I mean obviously I could drop Longhorn because that was who, who cares. But this right. other restaurant we actually really like. It's in Reston, um, and the initials are RT. I'm gonna keep saying it, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and not hard to figure it out if you're an internet. State. Right, and, but yeah, and yeah. Go we ahead. go
2: there, and like I said, it's it's one of our favorites. It's a pretty good restaurant. It's close by. It's sure. not bad. So they have some good. For some reason, I think they lower, not lower their menu, but like shorten their menu because I don't remember any of those entrees that I had before. Um, and, by the way, I did get the chicken sandwich. Apparently, I'm on a chicken sandwich and a chicken.
1: I've got a chicken sandwich at the place you're talking about. Yeah. I, RT. I, I've had, yeah,
2: RT. Uh, I, I've had the chicken sandwiches now. I guess I'm on a chicken sandwich like Craze with the wings as well because I don't know. I'm getting right. that everywhere now. So, it looked appealing, so I ordered it or whatever. But we got drinks and stuff and all that kind of whatnot. And the problem was is there must have been six six or seven people. That that asked us if we were good, and they were asking Ooh. if we were good every thirty seconds. So yeah. it's like, and the funny thing was, like I said, it was like a manager, and then like a co-manager, and then the r- original waitress, and then the the food runner, and then th- someone else. It's like th- there were so many people, and it I don't. The restaurant wasn't like it wasn't you know hustling and bustling or whatever. It wasn't like it was so packed to the point where like you know they're everyone's trying to help everyone like. I think people. Right, I right. feel like everyone was just bored because, like, you literally had this thought, a food runner coming over and asking if our food or if or, or if this is okay or if that's okay. And the funny thing about it was is that, so she orders a drink, and the drink uh, comes, and then she orders a different drink on the second thing, to you know to kind of finish out the night or whatever. And the second drink they brought the same one as the last time, but it was a, she ordered a different drink. But it was a different person that brought it, and we're like, "Who is taking the
1: orders here?" Like too much confusion. It was it was was nuts. Because then also when it comes time to tip, you're like, "Who exactly am I thanking for this?" (laughs) (laughs) There's there's like 15 different people involved here. It it, it, it
2: was nuts because then all of a sudden, you know, you know, I ordered and she said, "I'm going to keep the menu for a second. You know, can I just get you know this uh, whatever uh, it was." For the start, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I order something here in a little bit. And they're like, okay, and all of a sudden, like, I guess she went to the bathroom or or, or something. I I don't even recall them taking the menus. And all of a sudden, right. she's like, oh, I guess I'm not gonna order anything. And it's like, oh, it's no. just weird because there was <laughs> no communication between the people to the point where we're literally sitting there, like, like, like you said, who who are we talking to here? Because this right. one lady kept coming over and she didn't do anything for us except. Ask, are we okay? Like that's all she did, and I was like, "Is she the manager?" Like w-
1: w- she's the "Are you okay, lady"? That's her job. Yeah, man. I mean, literally, it's 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 weird. The over when people when when you I do exactly. It's do overbearing. What you're when when they when they come around too much, my my favorite is when the food gets delivered and then they come over and ask like, "So how's everything tasting?" And <laughs> you're like, "I just got. It. I haven't even finished the yeah, bite yeah. I have put in my mouth yet." Like you got to give some some space. Because here's the thing: like people that are going out to dinner, you know, it, it depends on how how often you go out. But at the same time, it's like it, you're going for the experience because like you're like we're not we don't want to be home. We want to be out here. We want to enjoy this restaurant stuff like that you got to like ride that line of like you don't want to leave the customer alone too long but you also don't want to be checking in every 5 minutes asking if things are okay yeah. it's like i get that i i i think like you got to find and then the people, like you said, it's always weird when like the manager comes around and asks because like it's usually somebody you've you have never you have not seen yet. Yeah. They're usually wearing something completely different than the staff. Like sometimes it's just like a guy in a collared shirt comes up to your table and he's like, "How's uh, everything, folks? Like, How's everything going?" My favorite thing is if you ever if you ever need anything and you ask them like for it, it's it's great because you like be, you, you like make the manager of the restaurant go get you a bottle of ketchup. Or something. <laughs> like, you know, like that's always that's always a fun thing. We are like, uh, actually, we do need. Need like some more salt, or I need a cup of honey mustard, and like suddenly the manager of this place has to go get it. That's (laughs) one of my favorite. I
2: think that honestly, when you're looking at it, you should have like a five ten rule. I just came up with this. So before dinner comes out, you should have a five minute rule where you know when you're going around, you're doing your stuff have an internal clock for every table, right. five minutes. And just reset it every single time you go there. There's a five-minute window. You think about it. Five minutes, if you're sitting there and talking, 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 whatever, you can be having a couple drinks or something like that. Right. You know, a couple, Or a couple sips, I should say. You know, And then all of a sudden, your drink is a little low. And then maybe you want to... The, the good waiters and waitresses out there literally are the ones who, like, you know your cup is getting a little low. And all of a sudden, they're over there in a second with a pitcher filling that bad boy back up. Yeah. Like, it's like... You just know the restaurants that have that type of staff now honestly you know COVID, stuff like that's kind of screwed things and whatnot and people don't want to work or whatever but at the same time you're looking at it and saying you know i I don't think I've ever had a bad experience at Texas Roadhouse. I don't think I've ever had sure. a, a bad sure. experience um I, maybe at once or twice at Outback, but it's like you, you think about it and you're looking at it like this and saying, obviously Longhorn is you know it's longhorn uh <laughs> let's be honest here. Um, yeah. but I mean, RT man, they, they, I mean, they let us down and that's a, that's a sour taste in yeah, the mouth. That's
1: tough. That's tough. And also like the one that always kills me and then we'll move on is like, uh, when you are at a place and you're ordering drinks, like you're ordering alcohol and stuff like that. And like, but they're taking forever to get you your drinks oh, yeah. and you're like, Man, I would have ordered a couple more drinks if you guys had just brought this out quicker. It's like you just cost yourself money yeah. by not like coming around and checking and not, and I'm saying like over a reasonable amount of time. Like I like you know, it's one of those things where it's I've had that experience plenty of times where it's like I thought about, "Hey, I want to order one more beer before like I'm ready right. to leave." And then they take forever to get to you and you're like, "At this point, I'm ready to leave. Like I don't need another beer at this point." it's like that's always yeah. tough cuz like, man, you cost yourself. You cost yourself some 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 cash. Yeah. Cash
2: money. I mean, honestly, what we should do is
1: should follow the five ten rule. Mike's yeah, five ten. He wrote the book. Yeah, I've never been a. What's the ten in five ten? Because I only heard the five. Oh, what's the uh, ten?
2: After dinner, you have about a ten minute window. So you, you can't go over to their table uh, until okay. 10 minutes is up.
1: I like this. I like the five ten rule. I think we need to make a, a, a book of yeah. uh, the five ten rule by Mike Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, the
2: guy has zero restaurant experience whatsoever. you're
1: holding up a 5 with one hand, <laughs> and, then, and then with your other hand, there's two hands yeah. attached to your arm, and it's a ten. And it's a five yeah, ten.
2: Yeah, put it up in the uh, in the break room and say, "Hey guys, you got to yeah. hey five five ten tonight? Five ten. This could be this could Huddle be the future. I could
1: I see a ten. So in your I,
2: I think honestly we should go in and rate. Now it's giving me the idea of going in and rating nostalgic restaurants.
1: Yeah, that might be a draft. coming oh, Yeah, up, I think
2: uh, later oh, the later this year if the commanders keep sucking that, that, that we're gonna have well, to do it
1: again. <laughs> well, we have to touch a little bit on that. So let's get into we it.
0: Are the commander.
1: All right, so we're not going to like sit here and break down this game uh, because this team is just such a disaster, but I did have a couple things I wanted us to discuss. Um, so I was checking out uh, the different blogs out there for the commanders, and uh, one of the ones people, a lot of people write for is Hogshaven. And, and I was curious. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So there seems to be a prevailing thought in the fan base right now through in, uh, what I'm seeing in Twitter and what I'm seeing in, in the blogosphere is that... that the commanders should possibly think about benching Carson Wentz for for Taylor Heineke, uh, and the reason being that the whole, part of the whole deal with the trade with the Colts was that if Wentz starts seventy percent of the games this season, the Colts get the commanders' twenty twenty three second round pick and yep, yep. if he doesn't then they they get the third round pick. So a difference between a second rounder and a third rounder is obviously huge, we know that. So there has been thoughts and and I read a blog today about it that some people are saying bench Wentz, bring back Taylor Heineke, and and, and get that second uh, uh get that second rounder or get the yeah, keep keep your second rounder. um which, and I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts first on this on this theory here.
2: So this theory is not entirely moronic. Um, sure,
1: that's fair. That's because
2: fair. of the sole fact that I even specifically said this, to be honest with you, last year when they acquired him. When they acquired him, I said specifically, no harm, no foul, they tried it out. Why don't you go in there with that mentality of, if we're out of the season, if I mean, if, if the season's pretty much dead, obviously we're probably not going to win the division right now. We're three games back or whatever it is uh, for the most part, whatever the calculation is um, for games behind the Eagles. But you're looking at it and saying, I mentioned this last uh, last year when they acquired him because of the sole fact that it's like I said, Wipe your hands of it, no harm, no foul, you don't lose any more draft capital or anything like that you don't lose too much in the trade. then when they bench him, if they bench him and say, all right, well sorry man just didn't work out it wasn't a good fit you know, we'll move on because next is a it's a team option I believe for the rest of his contract. so when you're right. looking at it, if he doesn't perform and they bench him. And they bench him by uh, the Atlanta game because if he he plays in that twelfth game, then they have to you know get yeah second round pick. <laughs> so right going into the uh, the Houston game, that should be the deadline. The deadline for are we still in this realistically? Because in the past we've seen it you know with the Nationals, for instance, like oh we can we can still win the division. It's like you're fifteen games behind, like <laughs> right, n- you can't. Right. Okay, so. You're looking at it, and I said this, like I said, I said this last year that this should be a trial run because the sole fact that I think a lot of us, including myself, I've said it on Twitter, I've said it on here, I'm out on this coaching staff. I'm totally out. Yeah, I mean, well, 100%. Like I said, they brought them in to change the culture. The, the culture's, I, I don't even know what you want to say it is right now. All they did was change the name, and that was a debacle. But you're looking at it and saying, in this case, that this could be a trial run for Carson Wentz, If we don't lose that second-round pick, that's great. Then we bring in a new regime, a new coach. They choose the quarterback. We have Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell right there, prime for the picking if they want to be the backups or whatever. Sam Howell, a lot of rave reviews about him. Who knows about him in the future? But you bring in a new regime. Depending on our record, we might have a higher pick that we could possibly go out there and like. Now I'm not saying we're gonna get Bryce Young, but I'm am saying like there there are quarterbacks out there that we can get in this year's draft coming up. Uh, that we could start with, and we start fresh. We start new. We start uh, with a with, with good, uh, fresh blood in there with a quarterback, with a new coaching regime, new staff. You know, reinvigorate reinv- this whole entire uh, organization with a new game plan or something like that with a younger staff. Kind of like, you know, and the funny thing is, they keep saying it. They keep saying it on all these broadcasts like they did last night. Oh, Washington back in 2011 had Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and yeah. Matt LaFleur it's like okay sweet just just rub salt in the wound more and more and more that all these guys are head coaches and we have Ron Riverboat Rivera like it's like come yeah. on now so overall i think it's not a moronic take because i kind of mentioned this type of scenario last year obviously i had higher hopes that we would perform better this year but at some point you just got to throw in the towel and say Hey, we'll just throw in the towel. We'll get through the season. We'll rework some contracts and then we'll figure out what's next because you can't sit there and say that through 11 games, or yeah, through 11 games when they get to that point, say they're four and seven, you can't say, oh, we still have a shot at making the playoffs. So then you got to throw in the towel at that point.
1: Yeah. Look, is it a moronic take? No. And I don't say, I don't think it is. But I do think having that conversation now. Four games in with your fourth center and, uh, you know, Trey Turner out and all these other guys out. And, all, I mean, Sam Cosme now is is, is going to be out, it seems like, for a bit. And it's like – and we've talk, we talked about this last week. Obviously, of, offensive line is, is a big issue. I, I just think, like, Carson Wentz is made to be – what here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that Carson Wentz is going to be the scapegoat oh, yeah. for this team. Who, who, he already is. I think – it, he, he, Yeah, he has been. And and that is what I am afraid of is, like, yes, can we look at this logically and, and see at week 10, week 11, like, does it make sense to do this? Yes, I, I do think that is a conversation to be had. But what I'm worried about is all the fingers being pointed at Carson Wentz when they really should be focused on Ron Rivera, oh, yeah. they should be focused on you know the owners, like they, uh, the president, like they should be focused on all these guys that uh, got that are why this team is where they are. It's not all on Carson Wentz whatsoever, and I feel like he will be the guy that's going to be just blamed for this, and he's going to be the guy that's scapegoated, and Ron Rivera is going to get let off for this because the most egregious thing that was happening this week, uh, I think yesterday's quotes or, or, or Sunday's quotes was around Ron Rivera saying this isn't going to happen overnight and and people pointing out that ron rivera has coached over 30 games now for this team um you know he's been here for 100 and you know whatever days whatever it has when you add it all up definitely over 100 days a thousand days i think it was saying um and like you've had time to like yeah we understand that it doesn't happen overnight but here's where where here's where we are right now with this team and this team is way worse than when you first came in, it seems like. And so like, I I feel like there's so much more blame that can be shared amongst all these other folks than just on Carson Wentz because, yeah, does Carson Wentz hold the ball too long? Sure. Sure. That's an argument, for sure. We knew that before he got here. That was a criticism against him. So it's like you can't get mad at the guy for doing exactly what. So here's what what you do. If you know Carson Wentz is a guy that holds the ball too long, bring in a better offensive line. And you know what they didn't do that? They didn't do that. <laughs> they didn't bring a better offensive worse. line. So you're blaming the guy who does exactly what you kind of figured he was gonna do. And now you're gonna be like, all right, eleven games in, gone. Also, you're you're gonna get you're gonna bench him for Taylor Heineke, which doesn't make any sense to me as well, because at the very least, if you want, throw Sam Howell out there, see what the kid has, and then like because you know Taylor is not gonna be a part of this future right. of this team for the most part. Sam Howell it could uh, you know the likelihood is he's not going to be sticking around that long, but you might as well give him a shot. We've already seen what Taylor Heineke can do. Let Sam Howell go out there and you maybe suddenly he's zipping the ball around. And you're like, hey, maybe we found a gem yeah. here. Uh, th- there's nothing you can gain by putting Taylor Heineke out on the field,
2: right? right. And, and I think nowadays, uh, over the last week, week and a half or so, playing the in division games. Now the Detroit one, obviously, you can say. Hey, he threw the three thirty-seven. You know, it was the first half that killed us. The defense didn't play well that day. All that kind of stuff that we went over. But looking at Philly and Dallas, I think now, like I heard John Kime say it, and I've heard a few other people say it, saying that why aren't they calling – plays that actually help this offense
1: yeah the the play calling is it's not all in carson yeah the play calling is terrible
2: like what are we doing and then like you said he came in with this that this this notch in, in in the wood that was basically oh he does he keeps the ball way too long or whatever okay and oh then all of a sudden they're saying oh yeah well you know he makes He has a great, powerful arm and all this kind of stuff, and there's a couple throws that are kind of questioned every now and then and whatever, which is typical for a lot of quarterbacks, but you're looking at it and saying, okay, uh, these certain you know nicks on his resume aren't really being focused on anymore because, obviously, our line sucks, because you're looking at it and saying, our offense uh, has let in the most sacks. Now, obviously, a few of those you can put on Carson and whatever, but... It it just doesn't make any sense because literally when we had Chase Rouye, and I think Chase Rouye is actually the catalyst in this whole entire ordeal. Brandon Sheriff, sure. obviously, back in Jacksonville now because we didn't want to pay him. Eric Flowers, he's not on our team anymore, uh, and stuff like that. But we lost pieces of our line and then all of a sudden now Chase Rouye, who's the center, you know, we're on a third center or whatever. And all the when we're playing Zach Martin's brother out there, it's like now we're just <laughs> grasping at straws. Yeah. And when Chase Rouye went down in the in the Detroit game, look what's happened the last two games. We scored 18 points. So since he's been down, bad. we haven't scored any points. We haven't had any protection. And I'm not saying he's some you know stud. He's not Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, from the Eagles and whatnot. But you're looking at it and just saying that. It, it, it's embarrassing. Honestly, it's embarrassing because yeah. they're using, like you said, they're using uh, Carson Wentz as a scapegoat. And the funny thing is, is everyone keeps, you know, kind of talking about, oh, it's Carson, it's Carson, it's Carson. But you're kind of seeing the tides change just a little bit for the people that are in that building and that are getting interviewed after every single thing. And also, you're seeing it in the press conferences too, just like you mentioned, that when Ron Rivera is up there saying, you know the, the, the pieces aren't aren't in place all yet we got to wait for that it's like dude you've been there for 3 years this is your 3rd yeah. year they're like
1: oh ron rivera said the f word in the press conference yesterday did you see that he has a lot of passion for the team because he said the f word in the press conference it's like ron rivera should be saying 500 (laughs) F-words in the press conference with how poorly this team has been organized, how poorly they've been playing on the field. The fact that their defense is terrible. The offense has been terrible. It's like, yeah, Ron Rivera, uh, his entire team is uh, damaged at this point. They're all in the IR. It's like, yeah, Ron Rivera should be pretty pissed because this is now his what third season here, and he's done nothing. Yeah. He's done nothing, and, and, and
2: that's what pisses me off is that they keep blaming Wentz, 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 even when he's throwing over three hundred yards and our defense couldn't right. stop couldn't stop a train, right. and then all of a sudden you're looking at. Philly and, and Dallas, and we sucked in both of those. The play calling's been horrific. It's like
1: yeah. they say, "Oh, Carson Wentz is he goes through too many reads." Uh, Rivera was saying he's like uh, Carson gets to the third, fourth read, and maybe he should have stopped at one or two or something like that. It's like, well, maybe one and two were <laughs> not open at all yeah. because it was terrible play call. Like maybe have you thought about that? Have you even considered that maybe the reads Carson Wentz is being given? are are terrible how, how is he going through there? three
2: reads so the guy has two seconds to <laughs> throw the ball
1: well yeah that's the questionable thing it's like I think I think I think he is going to be made to be the scapegoat from this coaching staff and the fans I think are split like I don't think they all blame it on Carson but I think a decent amount do and that is that is my concern because it's like look is Carson Wentz the, the best top 10 quarterback in this league no of course not but he's a pretty serviceable arm especially compared to some of the other arms out right. there and this team should be better than they are and and this it's not like they should be knocking down the door of division title. But they should be better than what they've been. And, and that's
2: the problem too: is that you're looking at the weapons that we have, and everyone's like, "Man, why is this team not performing?" Oh, I guess it's Carson Wentz. No, it's because the yeah. play calling and the offensive line sucks. The offensive line blows, and they sit there, and they're they're letting people blow by them. They're getting penalties. Last game they had like seven penalties as a group. It's like <laughs> it's embarrassing. And then you're also Who's looking bad. at Carson Wentz go out there. Yes, every one, once in a while he maybe overthrows somebody or whatever. But I would be scared. S-List 2, I'm not going to say it, uh, so you don't have to make yeah. more work to, to edit it. But, you know, he, he's scared out there, basically, because, I mean, the dude was doing a play-action play. First of all, I don't know why they're doing play-action when they can't even block a three-man front. Right. He gets play-action, and Micah Parsons is literally in his dome in, oh, like, yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they and obviously Dan Orlovsky has said it before on Twitter and stuff like that. Why? And, and this is the thing, too. Do we really know if Carson either, number one, has the ability to change plays and audible at the line, or does he even have that luxury of doing that himself? Because the problem is True. is that when you see Micah Parsons over top of Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas was a college quarterback. Logan Thomas is now a tight end. He's not a blocking tight end. He's a pass-catching tight end for the most part. So when you're looking at it, wouldn't you think a guy that has the experience that Carson Wentz has, the 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 pedigree uh, from that MVP season, different things of that nature and, and the success for the most part that he's had in the past, he would look, oh, first thing I should look at is Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Where the hell are they at? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're lined up on Logan Thomas. Let me try to slide the protection that way. Like The problem is, is that you're seeing the, the coaching staff go out there not take any blame, and obviously, if you say that to Ron right now, Ron's gonna say, "Oh, roll back the tape." You know, I said that we need to be better. Okay, you have you, you have all control for personnel, yet your personnel sucks on the offensive line. We yeah. lose one guy, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and we suck, and we can't block a a a a, a, a turtle. You know, and it's like you're looking at and 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 kind of looking at the vast overview of this entire team and saying. We have weapons, but we can't score mainly because the offensive line sucks and you guys can't call plays. The biggest thing is when you're calling plays in this situation, you have to adjust. we said time and time again over the last three years that they suck at halftime adjustments. Now, moving into quote-unquote halftime, Riverboat Ron was always, you know, t- said, oh, this guy takes chances. This guy goes after it. You know, like, you open their hard nose, put on your hard hat. You know, like, it's like they said that for years and Carolina, and different places, of stuff like that. They said that about Ron Rivera for years, even when he was playing. Took chances, and, and sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't, but at least he took the chance. What in the hell was that at the end of the half? We had a minute-plus oh, yeah. left with, like, two
1: timeouts, and we run the ball. When the announcers are befuddled on the broadcast, yeah. that's when you know. Because like, normally, like— announcers for the games like yeah sure sometimes they'll call out teams when they're doing questionable things but it doesn't usually happen that often but when they're like what is going on like on the broadcast they're like what are they doing yeah like i don't know what the what they're doing And the biggest (laughs)
2: thing is when they said specific specifically they said oh i think they're worried about dallas getting the ball back uh why are they worried about (laughs) dallas getting the ball back we have we're we're losing so you're worried and playing can't scared. play defensively.
1: Yeah, exactly. You have
2: your tail between your legs. I mean, you, you, you're literally sitting there like a puppy dog not knowing where its owner is in the rain in the corner of an alley somewhere. And you're sitting there trying to figure out what the hell to do because you have a minute left. And all of a sudden, <laughs> right, right. you have two timeouts and you're like, oh, man. We really don't want to give Cooper Rush the ball back like it's yeah, like yeah.
1: Wh- wh- what how's you're not handing the ball off to Patrick Mahomes, yeah yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's like what it's, it's like it's not about? like it's like you're the Super Bowl okay maybe it's the Super Bowl and you don't want to take a chance and screw yourself up for the second half or change momentum right it's, I mean literally it's week four and you're playing oh, it you're was, playing a backup quarterback it was so and, ridiculous. And, and the best part about it was it's like like you said the whole entire broadcast team was like that everyone's <laughs> yeah. saying it now and everyone's saying oh well they're worried about giving the ball back to Dow Oh, okay. well, we had two timeouts and a whole entire minute and, like, three seconds left. Like, what? Right. You ever heard of the two-minute drill? Don't you guys oh, practice? And that's the coaching aspect is yep. we suck with time management. We suck with calling timeouts. What is it with this organization where they bring in a coaching staff all the time that just doesn't know how to call timeouts correctly oh, or, call or time manage outs, time? It
1: makes no freaking sense. Ron Rivera can't throw a challenge flag in time a couple weeks ago. It's like... It's just a disaster, and it's embarrassing, and this fan base should be just uh, so embarrassed of this coaching staff and let uh, this team right now it's it has been rough and, and speaking of embarrassing I'm going to be playing you something in a second I did want to t- uh, here's a couple of quick notes here uh Brian Robinson he'll be re- uh, returning to practice tomorrow and supposedly will be suiting up for his first NFL game obviously that doesn't suddenly make this team like amazing or anything but it's just kind of cool to finally get him back um, obviously recovering from the gunshots Chase Young still out for now um, so we may not see him for another couple weeks. Uh, this one sucks. John Dotson, uh possibly out now for a couple of weeks. I think he had um, he came up limping in that game, and um, so and they they think yeah he's he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, Sadiq Charles, as he did in the, I think they made the adjustment in the first quarter or something. Uh, he will now start at right guard uh, for the Commanders and Trey Turner. Um, still not right because of quad injury. So there you go, another injury. Um, and then uh, yeah, Chase Rouye, Mike, uh, uh, supposedly going to be having season-ending surgery. Uh, so hey, great, how does J.D. McKissick great. feel? J.D.
2: McKissick literally turned down an offer <laughs> from the Buffalo Bills. I know. And took the same o- so offer funny. from us. And now he's That's sitting so there funny. at one and uh, one and three, and the Buffalo yes. Bills are just kicking everyone's ass. And all of a sudden he's sitting there like, what did I do here?
1: <laughs> what did, what was no, the problem here? Yeah, big mistake. Uh, before we move on, I did want to. So, uh, I was telling you a little bit before the show. So there is a there was a music video that came out on YouTube a couple months ago from a group of Commanders fans, filmed in like a basement oh. uh, in PG County, probably. And uh, they, it, I had never heard it or seen it or anything like that. I don't think it got around too much, but recently, especially with these recent losses to division rivals, um, these vi- this video has been unearthed and the song has been playing uh, on on twitter quite a bit and i'm not going to play you the whole song cuz it's like a 3 minute song but when i tell you i, I will i'll send you the link to the three video minutes. later cuz when i tell you this i'm just going to play a snippet this the video itself is very cringeworthy and the song itself is very cringeworthy so i'm going to back up a bit here and okay. uh, i'm, I'm going to play you some of this happy to hear it if i can get it to actually play on my <laughs> phone making sure it doesn't play an ad instead. All right. Yeah, I, mean, I I had it all queued up and ready to go. Give me give me 1 second here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't understand
2: who has the time to make a commander song. Oh. That wasn't it, was it?
0: My home team, my loyalty. I'm at uptown Royalty we fight for all dc who are we
1: Just get ready. This part's coming up. That is okay.
0: unbelievable. Big dance. Got three rings. when in the big dance. When you got Joe Gibbs, you got a good chance. Let me tell you something about. See who I win. The commanders. <laughs> Commander.
1: oh boy
2: oh boy okay first so uh, <laughs> i'm trying yeah. to think though <laughs> so the we want dallas
1: part was great but i i mean it's like so the some of the some of the lyrics there are, are a little questionable i will say uh, as far as like trying to make things rhyme but, i mean we're talking yeah. about like Creating a hole for John Riggo and like you're saying like you know I assume they're talking about Riggins, obviously yeah. but like you know they're they're saying all these things where you're kind of like okay this is this is a little cringe and then in the video yeah put your left hand up in the air like because we're the commanders and then all the people you, I'll send you the video like all the people in this basement are like putting their fists up and being like we're the command. was it what, was it's it just, home
2: shot like was it like a um, like a like
1: a- I mean it's a nice camera but like it, it's this is that clip has been going around all over Twitter for these other fan bases right now. They're just laughing, laughing at this at these people and these fans. I mean, it's just it's look. It's not is it the worst song in the world? No, we've heard worse. But and I, I and that's only just like a minute of the song. There's two whole, uh, full other minutes. I'm not even going to play today. It, it it is like that's the kind of stuff where it's like. All right, I know they're they're trying to like find a way to put the commander's name over, and like they're trying to be like, "Hey, look, this we can be cool with this stuff," but it's like, man, it's really not. Hey, it's just, hey, not
2: hey, cool. hey you, <laughs> it's really you not. Should, you, should, you should queue up the uh, the um, the whole entire Doug Williams uh, thing right now while I'm about to say this, and I think it's hilarious <laughs> when he sits there and he says. Uh, the first black quarterback, like it's like okay, dude, like, like you have nothing else to say about him, <laughs> like you, that's all you're gonna say.
0: So, Doug, so when when you found out what the new team name was, what what was the initial reaction? Well, the reaction was, you know, I'm gonna hug, I'm gonna hug the commander, <laughs> you know, because that's what we are, and and we wow, got to go forward with it's it. Like, and uh, I, I do like the name; it it got a good sound to it. Washington Commanders. So uh, here,
2: <sighs> I just like it's just funny because like a song like that shouldn't be 3 minutes it should be a quick 30 to a minute you know and you, you do throw a couple rhymes in there there's not enough words in the dictionary to rhyme for this team i mean <laughs> yeah. it's like it's what, what's it's just it's this t- this it,
1: team rhymes with hit it's something else Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it has not been—it's uh, not been pretty. Especially, you do something song like that. Okay, great. I applaud the effort, but it backfires on you if your team's not winning. I'll tell yeah. you that. Uh, these other fan especially when you're chanting about beating Dallas and then you get smoked, it's like that's not—that's not, uh, not going to go over well. Um, before we move on to the final lap, I did have a snack I wanted Let's to do it. review. What for the you.
0: hell is that? I mean, it tastes like a stuffing that you'd s- stick in the ass end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah. That's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry. It's dry? How dry that is. Bland as anything. It's just bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland.
1: I don't even think he likes the water. I think there's a uh, new season of Hell's Kitchen, I think, coming really? out here soon. Yeah, I think I saw ads for it. We, hey, uh, we, we need to have a, a name yeah. for you,
2: though. Like, I'm the Sultan of Seltzers. We need to have you the... I'm the Sultan of Snacks. Well, yeah. you got to get a hat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's got to be... I need a hat, or, and it needs to be something else with an S, I think. Um, sorcerer. Right. Sorcerer of Snacks. <laughs> we are going to be sampling here the... this is It says new here. If you are watching on YouTube, by the way, this is a teaser... For those who want to check out the video version of this podcast, you got to go to YouTube. Um, let me check to see if our, our boy has uh, predators. has responded from our, our most recent episode where we shouted him out. Uh, apparently not. So, <laughs> no, no, the <laughs> underscore president uh, on YouTube. I was really hoping that he would uh, be you happy got any with videos?
2: Us, has he got any videos? I, He's uh, just a commenter. I didn't see, I didn't
1: see any. Um, but if you want to check us out on YouTube, the show there, we put up the entire episode of video. So this is a new snack. It is the Cheez-It Puffed. That's P-U-F-F apostrophe D. And uh, this is a scorching hot cheddar flavor. So my guess is, without looking at it, that it's probably similar to those. You know how they came out with like uh, Doritos 3D yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that, where it's like a thicker. So here here it oh. is. It's a So it's a thicker Cheese it, um, and this is yeah it's supposed to be scorching hot here. I'm gonna take a couple bites and uh, let you know my thoughts.
2: That, it, so what I want to know is because that look, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I was gonna ask a question, but I don't, I don't know, that reaction, I don't know if we need the question. This bag has
1: never been open. These are like soft. These are like. <laughs> I thought they're not. I I was expecting to bite in <laughs> and taste a <the> crunch. <laughs> They're like It's soft. like biting a pillow. What the hell is this? <laughs> I was gonna ask. This is disgusting. I was,
2: <laughs> I was gonna ask you if, like, it was air in there and they just
1: made it bigger. Oh. <laughs> Does it, it, Dude, there. <laughs> I mean, like, if these were hard and crunchy, I think they'd be great. This tastes like this bag's been out in the sun <laughs> for, like, three years. <laughs> what the hell is up with this? I'm, t- I'm 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 poed. Uh, this bag hasn't been opened. What the hell? I, I don't understand. I keep eating to try to find one that's not stale. <laughs> You're
2: running out of options. They're all stale. Wait. So, so it's a stale taste, or is it like a like it's it's a yeah. different type of taste where like you expected it to be like a typical cheese at crunch, but then you it's like a it's like a I pastry.
1: Mean, I'd have to get another. No, it's not a pastry, but it tastes it tastes stale. Like. Where it kind of like is you expect a crunch and instead it's like soft. Ugh,
2: I got a chills just even even thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> like how you keep going after it, keep trying to eat it, keep
1: trying to find one that's not stale. <laughs> I mean, maybe they all taste like this. <laughs> I think now I have to buy another freaking bag next week, this weekend, just to see if this is how they're supposed to be. Because if this is how they're supposed to be, this is awful. Well, now when you think
2: about it, when it says puffed, maybe you're thinking about it and it's you know. They say puff, like oh, it's gonna be softer or something like that, but no, I hate it. I mean, judging just by your reaction, that's that's ass.
1: There's okay, so if I'm if I'm trying to think of like just purely, like yes, there's some heat to it, not as much as that one that I had last week. Um, So there's a little bit of heat to it. I can't even judge this thing. It tastes awful. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, I feel like if it was. Like I thought it would be. I think it would be good. I mean, I gotta dig a little bit more. So I- I'm
2: judging that by your reaction. <laughs> if you said gas or ass, it's ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, like so. This is what it, it looks, looks like. It's uh, like a, it looks like it could potentially be good, but it's not. Well, that's why
2: when when you took a bite of it and you showed it, well, that one seemed like a little had a little crunch to it. That's not a, that's mean, not a good sign either. If that's I mean, okay. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> hey, do the bag. Do the bag thing. Do the bag. Thing. <laughs>
0: bag test
1: <laughs> Oh It's like chewing on plastic. <laughs> I mean, that's, it. that's 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 the
2: go-to. You got to do the, the bag test.
1: It's like spicy plastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the bag test uh, is is a, is a no.
1: That's a 0.5.
2: <laughs> what out of 100? Oh my god. That, cool. that that did not seem good.
1: That was that, I mean I'm not even playing it up like that's disgusting. Oh,
2: now is it's too spicy to Jeez. give to Lucy as a as a treat? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It definitely is. This is going right in the trash. Um, let's hit up the uh, the final lap.
2: Oh, that, that covers some just bigger fun.
1: stories in sports. <laughs> I do have a trivia question too, which I think we do after the final lap. Anyways, here we go. Uh, Bobby Wagner. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Yeah, oh, uh, I saw it. This yeah. that fan ran onto the field with the, like the pink, like smoke and stuff, running along the sideline. Bobby Wagner just boom. I love it. I love to well,
2: see. Well, at that. some point you gotta say, all right, we're trying to play a game here. Like this is our job. Like I don't run into a McDonald's just you know naked. Like it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna do all that. I mean, it's, it's that's a, not what Somebody's I workplace.
1: Uh, Tony Larusa. Officially done with the White Sox. This Tony La Russa experiment is now officially over. Uh, which, good for Chicago fans, because that, that was that was Tony awful. La Russa
2: <laughs> is old as
1: dirt. Like, how is that guy still managing? I mean, I remember when he, he left
2: the Cardinals, and everyone's like, oh, man, what a great career. And all of a sudden, he's now resurfacing, like coming out of the grave.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Tony La is a great manager. 30 years <laughs> ago. Uh, our old pal, the Philadelphia Phillies, have secured their first... <laughs> Postseason birth in 11 years. Are we happy for them, Mike? Does anyone care? Does anyone really Does care? Anyone care? I mean,
2: let's be honest here. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have three teams and you're going to have the third best team, I guess you could say, in the NL East right. going to the playoffs. Who cares? They're not going to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I'll be happy as long as Yankees don't win it all, Dodgers don't win it all, Mets, Braves, Phillies, like NL East teams don't win it all. It's like the only team I, teams I'll be okay with. I guess it's like Seattle. I mean, people sure. are always hyped for sure. Seattle. Um, Toronto. I, I don't hate Toronto. Orioles fans hate Toronto. I, I'm fine with them if they if they want it all. I wouldn't be that upset. Cleveland. It's like who cares, uh, you know? So it's like I feel like I feel like we're gonna hear this year that like MLB play, playoff ratings are like lower than they've oh, been yeah. forever because I just feel like there's no there's no big. Like, I understand if you're a hardcore baseball fan, you're probably hyped for playoffs, blah blah blah. But nationally and like sports fans in general, baseball playoffs get so overshadowed by NFL, college football, basketball season starting up, NHL season starting up. Like you have all these other things, and it's like, do I really want to spend my Friday night staying up till one in the morning to watch a MLB playoff game? It's like, I don't, I mean, for four hours, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I just think that's not really the life of a sports fan anymore. I feel like people just, uh, who wants to go dedicate that much time to a baseball game, you know, unless it's your team. Why don't we, why don't we just
2: root for the Guardians because they changed their name without having a whole production to do it. <laughs> right, right, true,
1: <laughs> true. They just, uh, yeah, yeah. And the, Except for I wanted them to be the, the Spiders or whatever they were trying to be at one the point. The Spiders? Uh, they were going to be like the Cleveland Spiders, uh, and there was like a logo with like a spider with where the baseball was like the the butt of the spider, I guess, the I butt? Don't know, whatever <laughs> they call that. What you know, whatever that fat Isn't, area that, isn't is. like a web in there? I think that's where they store it. Yeah, that's a uh, the storage sack. It's not, it's not called the butt. It might be the storage sack. <laughs> um, I did want to uh, before we get into the money line. I did have a little DC sports question, trivia question for Maybe. you. Um, it is actually Washington Wizards related. All right, so here is your question. So from the 2012-2013 season to the 2016-2017 season, John Wall led this team in scoring points per game. Who led the team in scoring points per game for two years, 2010 through 2011 and 2012? Sorry, 2010. NBA is so annoying because it's like two years. So 2010-2011 season and 2010. 11 2012 season the same player led the team in scoring points per game and it wasn't john wall uh and it it is another hint for you it was not bradley beal either
2: okay so who led basically who led the wizards in scoring in
1: 11 12 and 12 and 13 uh uh, 10 and 11 and 11 and 12 i can uh, i can tell you a few players on the team obviously not the one i don't need it i don't need it okay I'm an avid
2: Wizards Watcher. Um, Wizards Watcher. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any
1: questions you want to ask?
2: What year did Gilbert Arenas retire? Was that 2009, I believe, possibly? I'm trying to think.
1: So I will tell you. Gilbert Arenas led the team in scoring in oh nine oh ten right and, uh, or 0-9, 10 Well,
2: yeah. Well, he led the, the thing is he led this team in scoring so many times that I don't even think right. it matters I'm pretty sure that might have been, uh, you know, even the year he left, he was leading the league in, or leading the team in scoring. Um, right. so these are like the two years I'm trying to think. Two years that
1: it was not John Wall. <sighs> okay, I have a guess. I have a guess. Okay. Okay. Was
2: it, sw- it w- was swaggy? Is it swaggy P Nick Young? Nick Young. Yes, sir. <laughs> it
1: was. It was. I'm glad you yes, got sir. that. Yes, sir. Swaggy P Nick Young. He actually led the team in scoring by .3 points per game over John Wall that season. Uh, John Wall was right well, I there mean, with him. He
2: has all those you know those gifts of him literally, uh, and it's pronounced gif. It's not JIF. Jif uh, yeah, is so a peanut butter. I'm aware. So th- he has that gif where he like he throws it up from like three point land and like turns around and is like hey and all of a sudden like clanks off right. the
1: backboard. Like it is wild to look at. Like John Wall led the team in scoring from 2012 all the way up through 2017, and then mm-hmm. he led the team in assists from 2010 through 2019. Right, and then he led the team in steals from 2010 through 2017, it's like, man, when John Wall was at his best here, he was a beast. And and, and that's the
2: issue is that when you're looking at John Wall coming out, you know, he was a beast. But the problem is they didn't surround him with people uh, that could, Basically, and I, you know how I feel about right, their right, their right. big band status. Like they never got a big man, so it's like they never had a, a dynamic duo or a tandem. Hey, they so had Andre Blatt. Yeah, they had Andre Blatt. Isn't he in like China now or something like they that? Had your point? boy Marchin Gortat. Oh, they did have Gortat, but Gortat wasn't like a dominant, you know. And then presence. they like,
1: I feel like they didn't like each other. I they think did That was the whole thing. Like Wall and Gortat didn't like. They each didn't. Other. But it was like you guys are like one of the best pick and roll combos in the league, <laughs> and yeah. it's like they can't stand each other. I don't know. Whatever. All right, let's hit up the money line. Sponsored by DraftKings. Uh I am three and five. Mike is six and two. We've got our locks and our dogs, I will say. Humble brag. Had a great betting weekend. As you know, Mike, I've been bragging to you about it for days. Uh, George Kittle. Why
2: and, did you do that to me last night?
1: Well, I was happy about it because I was playing against him in fantasy. Uh-huh, yeah. Big, big, big blowout win for me this week. Um, nice. all right. Locks and dogs. My lock. I like the Packers. Minus eight versus the Giants here. Um, I know some people are a little more higher on the Giants this season. Blah blah blah. I, I some something in my gut is telling me Packers Packers are going to take uh, take this one by say like you know ten points something like that. My dog. So I, I like the Lions plus three against the Pats here. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you know no Mac Jones obviously uh, no Brian Hoyer. No, Brian Hart. Lions been scoring a ton. They just can't stop anybody. <laughs> That's the problem. It's like if the Lions could stop teams, like they'd be the best team in football. <laughs> like because they scoring wise, they're like they're putting up like thirty five yeah, a game three. or whatever. Yeah. Like they're scoring like crazy. Jared Goff looks his his numbers are unbelievable. Uh, but they just can't. Their defense is the worst in the league. They can't stop anybody. But I like them being the dogs here against New England. Um, I I just think uh, this is the type of game the Lions like to win. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm going Lions. Plus Imagine
2: team the Pats. if the Lions had Saint Brown and Swift and all that kind of stuff, and they still scored 40 or whatever it was against the Seahawks. Seahawks defense yeah. sucks. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, without yeah. Jamal, Wo- uh, Jamal, An- uh, what was the name? Jamal uh, Adams. I was like, <laughs> we're going yeah. with every A name. Uh, Jamal Adams. They don't have him. Obviously, he got hurt uh, week one. But the funny thing is, like you would think that the Lions were gonna have a down week. And, of course, what else happens? Uh, the Jets, once again, sc- royally screw my survivor pool. I'm not buying.
1: They, they, they love screwing. I,
2: I'm not buying back in. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, uh, yeah um, But, uh, yeah, so that's crazy. You're going with the Pats who screwed my bet up because somehow their third-string quarterback who came out of Western Kentucky somehow you know, let them pass the Packers. Uh, or not pass them, I should say, but let them to cover the spread. But, anyway, so um, my lock, going to Commander's line. Going for it, just because plus one twenty two, not a bad output. The Titans, yes, they they you know handed it to the Colts this past week, but in weeks prior, they didn't look great. Um, Right. Right. So I also think this is a code red game. I think this is a you know sound sound the alarm type game. Uh, They have to win this game because if you go one and four, there is very 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 little chance that you will make the playoffs. Uh, Mainly because of the sole fact that this team isn't right now built. With a game breaker like RG three to go on a six game run, uh, you know. And granted, I will say that you know, in years past, we've had some, uh, you know, like a John Beck or something like that who kind of led us to the playoffs. Uh, but at the same time, years past is, isn't it's not the same type of division here. Um, so you're looking at it and saying this is a sound the alarm, sound the hurricane siren. Uh, I should, maybe I shouldn't say hurricane right now. Uh, but right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. The Florida <laughs> yeah. audience is really <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this game has to be won. No no, uh, ands or if, if, buts, whatever. If, ands, and, or and buts. And, if, or, or buts. Spider buts. Uh, <laughs> Spider buts. Uh, my dog, A&M, plus 24. This is a huge rivalry game. Yeah, and, I now, like this bit. Now, Bama is good, but I don't think they're like the Bamas in the past. A&M, for some reason... I, I bet on them this weekend, and, and they couldn't stop. Uh, I think it was Mississippi State that they are playing. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm yep. hoping that because of the rivalry factor and that A&M is not home because I think they've struggled at home this year, uh, that they can go into Tuscaloosa and cover at least the 24 points.
1: I could see this being similar to the Texas game, you know, like where Texas was able to cover and, like, keep it close right, right. and, like – You know, teams, I mean, heck, uh, teams are doing it to Georgia. What was it, Missouri and Georgia the other day? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I I like big spreads like this are definitely, I feel like you and I love seeing, like, uh, uh, one and two teams, like, facing a a big spread against, Yeah, I mean, A&M's no slouch. Like, they're decent. So, yeah,
2: I I like that. I mean, A&M's defense, what I read up on uh, this past week when I bet on the game, uh, I bet the under, even though the under didn't hit because I heard that A&M, you know, their, their mantra is we have to stop them and hopefully win a squeaker game because their offense isn't as good. Uh, so right. we'll see what happens, but 24, they have to cover 24. I wish it was 24 and a half, uh, but it's only yeah. 24.
1: All right. Those are our money line picks sponsored by DraftKings. That about, still waiting on that email. <laughs> does it? Yeah. Still waiting on that email DraftKings. Uh, <laughs> That about does it for another episode of the DC crossover. Again, we'll be breaking down Titans and Commanders game next week, as well on the as contender? Uh, on the Contender. Listen to his live uh, Contender.com. No, uh, don't don't listen to his live because we're not on there. Um,
2: <laughs> we need to take that logo but, off our uh, off our YouTube. That's true. I, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, uh, I, I kind of like leaving it there. You well, know, hopefully, like hopefully, soon we'll,
2: we'll replace it with DraftKings.
1: That's true. That would be nice. Uh, and then we've got to get into some hockey talk. Hockey season's almost here. Uh, we got the Wiz Kids starting up soon. The Nationals disaster season is almost done. A <laughs> uh, lot of stuff going on. DC Crossover. Follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover and Saron saron uh, 16. Follow the show on YouTube. I iTunes, wherever you'll know, leave reviews, rating, all that good stuff. The Predators. We will see you next <laughs> week. Yeah, shout out to the underscore Predator, biggest fan <laughs> in the biz. John Z, take us out with your sweet, sweet voice, Johnny. my friend.
0: I've seen it's live and I've seen it burn. Now not know what to do.